0: The Doctor is in and on air. Check out our records and meet the show at doctorwhoever.com. What happened? happened? hit,
1: got shot. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? Shit. If the there ever was a time of
0: toxic vibes behind and get ready to clear the fog from your mind. It's time to get stimulated. This is the Doctor
2: Whoever project. Yeah, this is the Doctor Whoever project. It is 420. I don't know if there's a couple people excited about this in New York right now, but uh the people in California and Nevada have been excited about it for a couple years. Be interesting to see how that all goes in the great state of New York. But uh, you know who's really happy about it is uh, Governor Cuomo. Out of the hot seat. He's going to get a little bit of a break. You haven't really heard much about him lately. Seems like all the uh, the women that had problems with him that all just kind of went away magically when the Matt Gates scandal arrived and. The marijuana law went into place. It's just kind of interesting how uh, people just move right on to the next thing. And it is 420. Good morning, good afternoon, or good night, wherever you are. Uh, it's one of my little favorite quotes from The Truman Show. That movie with Jim Carrey, where he's uh, in this small little town on the seaside in this nice pretty house. And um, Randomly, it turns out that our buddy Matt Gates actually is from that exact house. That's the house he grew up in, uh, the house that they use in the movie to be Truman's house for the Truman Show. Uh, just kind of goes all into the the image of this perfect guy, the perfect family, um, <laughs> everything about that. It's just, I find this guy so interesting how he was able to really scam a bunch of people and get a bunch of people together that were all kind of scammers and had the ability to had the ability just to lie blatantly to everyone and just kind of let it flow and not really care until technology was able to reveal things and you're only gonna be able to lie for so long um, that's just that's just the uh, that's just the truth of it um, everything's gonna come out eventually nowadays you really you really can't just keep lying when especially when you're sending venmo payments entitled cake or uh, I think there was one that was entitled ass that was a that was one of my favorite ones these guys really just I guess they think they're untouchable in some way. And they they group together to try to make each other even more untouchable. Um, but it seems like that has turned into a little bit of a curse for them. Um, I wonder how far up the flagpole this will go. Um, could this be something that leads to Trump?
0: Breaking news just in. Feel free to turn your head and cough.
2: Sorry, I yielded my colleague, Mr. Gates of Florida, for a minute and a half. Uh, The
1: gentleman is recognized for a minute and a half. I thank the ranking member of the Financial Services Committee for yielding. I rise in support of the Safe Banking Act, which I am honored to introduce with my colleagues, Mr. Joyce, Mr. Perlmutter, Mr. Blumenauer, and others. And it seems the war on drugs is a lot like so many of the other forever wars that this Congress confronts, deeply unpopular in all parts of the country except Washington, D.C. And so I commend the majority party for bringing this bill to the floor and allowing businesses who serve, particularly medical marijuana patients, the opportunity to access the U.S. financial system. There's an important part of this legislation that bears note. With the Safe Banking Act, we will have unprecedented opportunity for research and collaboration, which did not exist previously, which doesn't exist now. There are so many universities, medical centers, other research institutions that would like to partner with and work alongside marijuana businesses with the opportunity to improve health outcomes for patients, to bring relief to people who badly need it.
2: Now I like what's going on here. This is finally some Matt Gates doing some, some, good, some good work. Um... He's not grandstanding. He's not looking ridiculous. This was April 19th. Um, what, yesterday, the day before 420? He's up there. He's trying to make a law that says that when you go to one of these licensed dispensaries, you don't have to use cash. You're able to uh, actually use a debit card or a credit card to purchase the medication or therapeutic that you wish. Maybe he's doing this because it's almost 4:20. Maybe he's doing it to get some clout from people. Um, I don't think his conservatives, uh, will, a lot of them would agree. But it's kind of interesting with the marijuana. Like people just jump ship willy-nilly with this marijuana, these marijuana laws, because so many people want it. Um, they might not want all their friends and family to know they want it and use it, but it's it's growing in popularity and. So many people are using that instead of a glass of wine or a glass of scotch or going to the bar or getting a case of beer. Um, It does seem a little bit more of the kind of moving into this new future post-2020 that is slowly coming to the surface. But this guy, this guy's got a lot going on. He's got a lot of trouble. There's going to be major major court cases, uh, major court cases and things like that all going in, uh, just dealing with him and the things that he may or may not have done with some of these young women. Uh, One of the greatest problems that's facing him right now, I believe, is the fact that he traveled across state lines with a underage female. I don't think it would matter if they're male or female, technically, if you look at the law. Different states have different laws depending on age of consent and statutory rape, things like that within their own jurisdiction. So say you live in North Carolina and the age of consent is 16 and down in South Carolina the age of consent is 15. You could take a 16-year-old to South Carolina where it's 15, and they could be younger in that state, but the act of taking them across the state is technically illegal. This is where we hit this weird little gray zone that I think um, Matt Gates is going to eventually get caught up in. Um, as being a member of Congress, you would think these people would know all these laws, but I'm sure they don't. They're just like you and I. They don't know every single law or... Um, every single jurisdiction that differs from another one in this country. It's just impossible. Um, but he is kind of a skeezy scumball and I don't think, uh, people are having too much of a hard time going after him. Just to close up on the Matt Gates, there's a lot going on. This goes into a guy named Joel Greenberg, who's a tax collector in Seminole, Florida. Uh, he seems to be maybe the money man or the, the payments man. Um, he's kind of, uh, what was the attorney for Donald Trump that got arrested? Michael Cohen. Seems like Joel Greenberg is kind of like the Michael Cohen for Matt Gates. He's like doing the dirty work, keeping him out of trouble, doing shady things maybe on his behalf. And then Matt Gates is sending him, then Joel Greenberg is turning around and spending that money to um, hire escorts or different kinds of women to come to certain parties or travel with the congressman. It does seem like there's phone records now, maybe even some photos out there. There's definitely evidence that's going to come out uh, about this. I'm just not sure how quickly this will be, or if they're really looking to get after a higher target somewhere. That's really what I'm curious about. Is there someone else they're really looking at, and these guys are just kind of in the way? I guess we'll find out. We'll come back, and we'll talk about something else.
0: Hey, you over there. Don't pick at it. This is the Doctor Whoever project. Stand by.
2: Another one of the biggest stories going on right now is obviously the trial, murder trial, of the Minnesota police officer, Derek Chauvin. Um, It's been an interesting trial. I've I've tried to watch as much of it as I can. I'd say I probably... I'd say I probably got through maybe 70, 80% of it, um, especially with the recaps that come from the CNN and different news outlets like that in the evening that that show you the um, the recaps. So that has been pretty helpful to kind of get their analysis and things like that about it. Um, from my perspective, it does seem like an open and shut case for at least the um, the two lower charges. I even find myself that it might, may be hard to to uh, completely arrest this guy for a first degree murder charge. I know everyone wants to look at him and see this this monster of a man and he does look like he has no remorse whatsoever in my opinion. What I see is just someone that they got roped up in what they were doing in the moment. They They had too much pride to just kind of walk away or change tactics with all those people watching him he wanted to be the leader and not back down and say, hey, you know, I'm the one with the badge. I'm the one with the power here. You have no power here with your stupid cell phone. Film me. Knock yourself out. I've done this. He's probably been doing things like this. I've, most of us have witnessed some sort of police misconduct in our life. Some people more than others. Um, we know what happens. But I think now maybe it happens more because, not of a lack of training, because of a lack of oversight to the training. Nobody's really making sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. They have these body cameras that they can turn off, turn on, oops, it fell on the ground. Oh no, there's no footage of this specific incident. Um, the one that might be the most important, the one that would you know, be, be the, the deal breaker for a case. But with, you know, 20, 30, 40 people all standing around filming you and security cameras within the area, America, the world got a first hand look, um, a first hand look of just exactly what went on. Um, and I do think that people out there are upset. Um, if, if you have no idea about what this case is, uh, Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, a uh, Arrived at a stab and grab bodega, whatever you want to call it, kind of store in Minneapolis. The claim was that Mr. George Floyd used a counterfeit $20 bill. To be honest, I have yet to see was it a counterfeit $20 bill or not. I don't really think it matters. Um, at this point, it's kind of, I'm curious. I think it matters. Um, I really do. I think that's something that should matter. But moving on. The cops arrived. The cops arrived. There were some issues. There was some struggle. George Floyd said he had claustrophobia. He didn't want to be placed into the back of uh, the police vehicle. They got him in. They got him out. It was all this just... When you watch it from start to finish, you kind of just see there was just... I don't know. It just seemed to be all of this nonsense just for... What, for a $20 bill? I mean... Was it, was it all worth that? I mean, maybe, maybe it is to these guys at the time, or are, are they just that bored? Um, are they just that bored and, you know, this is like their excitement to be able to come and arrest a, a black guy and ruin his day and, you know, make a scene and embarrass him. I think that kind of goes into it. That, that was kind of like his fun. And it did seem like he was kind of enjoying being part of the spotlight. But I think it got out of hand. I think it went on for too long. And he, he was kind of trapped there with nothing to do. And he didn't want to back down because he wanted to be that tough white cop with my handcuffs and my badge. Even though you look at these guys and they're, they're just kind of like fat or scrawny or like there are some nice in shape cops. But like I think they put this badge on and they think they're like Superman or something. But now this, this guy Derek Chauvin has become one of the most hated people in the world makes you wonder like, what's gonna happen to his children, his wife, if he still has one, his kids, his you know, grandparents, family. Um, this, this one decision that was made has completely transformed their lives forever as well. I mean, you're gonna have to move away. You, you, can't, you can't live here. You can't, you can't live in Minneapolis. You can't live in Minnesota anymore if you're, if you're his family. Well, I mean, you're gonna constantly be a target um, the case wrapped up yesterday. The evidence provided was substantial. Expert upon expert, um, the top people in their field, I would say for the prosecution at least. Moving on to the defense, there was some bumbling and fumbling. Um, during cross-examine, the defense, um, would ask some of the prosecution's witness witnesses, um, questions trying to shift blame and they would just feel like that's not true or that's not right um it didn't it, at first it was almost like a fishing e- expedition um then I think they just kind of tried to bring in their own experts to give some rebuttal uh one of the only true experts that they, probably they brought in was this this doctor um he really did look like he possibly could be a a member of like the hell's angels or you could see him down at a a motorcycle biking rally, uh, during the summertime. It wasn't the best look to have up there in my opinion, but he even at one point said that it was, uh, it was too much and gave the prosecution, um, I think some more ground than they already had. Um, It's just fascinating to watch this and kind of watch them squirm through and try to figure out how this whole thing came to place. Every second is accounted for. um, The nine minutes and so many seconds that Derek Chauvin had his knee on his neck, they claim cut off the oxygen to the lungs, to the heart. There's a whole bunch of medical, you can read more if you'd like, but basically saying that... It stopped the air from getting to where it needed to be and caused him to go into uh, a place where he did not have enough oxygen for his body to function, where he eventually shut down. It's the simplest way to explain it, I believe. Um, You can see, as one of the witnesses pointed out, you can kind of see the moment where the life left his body. there was even a nine-year-old witness that came on that was there at the time, and you could hear them saying, just get off him, just get off him. Uh, it didn't look good. Uh, I do believe that they're going to come back with a verdict of guilty. I'm not sure which. I doubt it'll be the highest. I, I assume it was going to be one of the, the other two. I mean, I think shooting for the middle and this is, is great. Um, I think if you go too far, they're just going to appeal and appeal and it'll go on forever. But if they get him on maybe second degree and intentional murder, um, or even manslaughter, as long as this guy serves, you know, he needs to go to prison for at least five to ten years, in my opinion. And then, obviously, never be able to be a police officer or hold a gun or handcuffs or any kind of security, nothing like that. He should ever be able to to work in for the, for the rest of his life. Um, but we have, during the court case, um, there was, at the very end, the judge came out and was speaking about things in the media Uh, Maxine Waters made a comment. I think I have that. Let's see if we can... The trial of
0: Derek Chauvin now in the hands of the jury in Minneapolis. Attorneys on both sides making their final case to jurors who must now decide if the former police officer is guilty of murder. I would assume Veronica Miracle is live now with more, including a last-ditch effort to declare a mistrial. Veronica.
2: So they tried to dr- uh, declare a mistrial a few well, times. Well, David, those jurors the have end. gone
3: home for the evening, but they will be right back before deliberating it ended. again behind closed doors first thing tomorrow morning. Meanwhile, as you said, California Representative Maxine Waters also making headlines regarding the case. Twelve.
2: So Maxine Waters came out. Uh, she was at a protest. She just kind of gave an off-the-cuff remark Something to the effect of we should stay out here, we should do more, we should be seen, and we should be confrontational. I really have no problem with the comment, but you know people people like to take anything that one of the liberals say and just blow it up into into what it never was, <laughs> even though the Republicans go around saying all this nonsense all the time. <laughs> I think that's why the Democrats are now just hey if you if you Republicans are going to be ridiculous and just spray all this nonsense like you have been, and have a president for four years that is basically a clown. You know what? We're going to start saying what we want what we want as well.
3: Jurors now deliberating the fate so 12 of 12 jurors deliberating. They Derek went till 9:30 last they will night. will decide if Chauvin is guilty of second degree unintentional murder, third degree murder, and second degree man.
2: So we got second degree unintentional murder, third degree murder and then second degree manslaughter. I believe the third degree murder was one they threw in kind of at the end. Um, I assume they're gonna want the second degree unintentional murder charge um, because the manslaughter carries uh, less, less, uh, less time in prison. But um, I think the third degree murder is the less of the three.
3: ...handslaughter over the death of George Floyd. In their closing arguments, the prosecution telling the jury to remember the unforgettable video that sparked worldwide protests.
1: Use your common sense. Believe your eyes. What you saw, you saw. For nine minutes and 29 seconds, he begged, George Floyd begged, until he could speak no more.
3: In their final statements, the defense arguing George Floyd's underlying health problems and drug use killed him, not Chauvin. Medical experts rejected that theory during the trial. Did so they Mr. really Floyd- did
2: try to point to uh, the drug use. We know George Floyd did have a drug problem. He had an opiate problem. Uh, there was quite a few different things found in the system, but it's such low levels for um, very... I wouldn't say very large, but he was a larger man. He's not not a small man. Um, but for that amount of drugs in his system, all the experts were saying that that would have not caused him to die. You know, you don't take a little bit of... You don't do a, a hit of cocaine and like just pass out dead on the street. That just doesn't happen.
4: ...die exclusively of asphyxia or were there other contributing factors?
2: Now, all the prosecutions, expert witnesses are saying that George Floyd died of asphyxia. All these other things could have played a role. It is very possible that he is not that healthy of a man or was not that healthy of a man and had all these problems. Yes, that is very possible. But there's lots of unhealthy people running around doing things and living their life every day. If not for is the term they use. If not for the knee on the neck, if not for this incident that took place, would he still be alive? That is the question.
3: As the jury now deliberates their decisions on the three charges, an anxious country awaits a verdict. Civil unrest now potentially affecting the case. Representative Maxine Waters making these comments about the trial.
2: Now this is Maxine Waters. She was at a protest. She was being filmed, but this was not an interview. This was an off-the-cuff remark. You can see lots of people around her filming her. This is not even a direct shot. It's kind of like underneath. I don't think she was hiding. I think she's saying saying the things that she really wishes to say. Um, This comes right after a couple days ago she told um, that idiot from Ohio, Jim Jordan, to just shut the fuck up and move on because he was harassing Dr. Fauci.
0: The hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that is say guilty, 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 and if we don't, we got, we cannot go away. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they th- they know that we need business.
3: The judge denied a request.
2: So right after that, they uh, the defense came on. They used that. They really, really used. They really wanted to use that as like a launching point for uh, all this uh, mistrial. And um, the defense lawyer even came up and said that there were two TV shows that had a storyline but specifically spoke about this. Well, guess what? This is a worldwide groundbreaking topic right now. This is like O.J. Simpson without a celebrity. George Floyd and Derek Chauvin have now become household names. They are basically celebrities. People are curious. People want to know what's going to happen. This is important. People should know. People should be talking about it. Kids should be learning about this. And to say that we're just going to declare a mistrial because people know about what's going on is just ridiculous
3: for a mistrial over her comments, but says the defense may have grounds for appealing a guilty verdict later on.
0: I wish elected officials would stop talking about this case. Their failure to do so, I think, is abhorrent, but I don't think it has prejudiced us with additional uh, material that would prejudice this jury. They have been told not to watch the news. I trust they are following those instructions.
3: David, it could take hours, days, even weeks for the jury to come back with a verdict. Chauvin faces potentially decades in prison if convicted on all three charges.
2: Help. Now they can come back, the jury can come back with one charge guilty, two guilty, three guilty, or none guilty at all. I believe the, the longest is around 40 years, which would probably be the rest of this man's life. Um, I really don't think I would have a problem with that. Uh, He was an officer. He he had the badge. He had the power. He had the training. And he just basically snubbed all that and went up there and just did exactly exactly what he wanted to do. What made him feel really good about the time. Um, Not what his training or everybody else that is out there... uh, said that the training taught them. It was basically completely opposite of what every expert came up there and spoke about. One of the biggest things to come out of this is with this prone position they speak of. Let's, uh, let's put some cheery music on. Let's try not to be. So this prone position that they, that they use, I mean, everybody's seen it. Some people probably been in one. I've been close, but not quite. So they put you on the ground on your stomach and they have your hands behind, behind your back, handcuffed. Um, this is considered the prone position I've learned over this trial, maybe some other people have too. It's been, it's been a good education, this whole 2020 into 21 quarantine. I've learned, just learned so many things about so many things I didn't know about. Um, but anyway, back to this, the prone position. You're laying flat, on your stomach, your face is basically on the ground. This is for people that have done something really violent and they're really a threat to the community so they're really trying to like kind of keep them um, keep them down so they cannot hurt themselves or other people. Um, but basically they're supposed to take this person back up as soon as possible. Uh, it's supposed to be like Sit up into an upright position uh, so that they're not um, they're not restricting their airflow and things like that that come from this prone position. Let's see if I can find like a actual prone position. Uh, what it talks about? They st- here's one right here. Prone position. And it's a, okay, it's kind of what they use in massage therapy. Okay, have you ever gotten a massage where you're laying flat, your face is in that little hole, or in a pillow, and they're uh, doing your legs, your back, that is the prone position. There we go. Um, so from this position, this is like a medical position, you know, it's, there's a reason it's called this, you're proned out, you know, kind of proned out like you would do to like debone a fish or something, um. As you're laying there, your chest cavity is rising up and down to get the air. But every time it does it, it you're, you're, you're kind of having issues breathing because it can only come up and down for so far. And your hands are behind your back, also kind of restricting the air to get into your lungs. Um, they showed the video, they talked about it, exactly what happened. You could tell when his breathing was starting to struggle, he said he couldn't breathe. Um, from then, you're supposed to sit this person up, like on the curb, just to sit there and wait to, you know, be put in the car. Or if you need assistance, whatever. They're handcuffed. They're not going anywhere. This didn't happen. Um, that's the biggest problem. If If he would have just took his knee off his neck, set him up, waited for a couple minutes for him to calm down, or waited for some backup if they needed it, or even waited for an EMS to show up if they needed medical attention put him in the car, went to the police station, this would have all all just been avoided, but that, that, that wasn't done. Um, I mean, the complete opposite was done. So that's why we're all in this situation where we're watching this man on trial for his life, a police officer, because he did something completely wrong and completely against the training that everyone, even his police captain... And members of Congress, people from around the world are coming out against this man, against this police officer, saying he was in the wrong and he should be prosecuted. I'll keep you up to date on what's going on. We've got jurors going over this. They went till 9 o'clock or 9.30, 10 o'clock last night. This verdict could come back today. It could come back tomorrow. It could come back in a week. We don't know. Um... A long deliberation, they say, is better for prosecution because that means people are thinking. Uh, I do know the background. They said there is a banker, there is a nurse. There was another one they spoke of, I don't remember. But there are some people that do have certain education or backgrounds that might make them... Oh, there's a therapist. So There's a nurse, a banker, and a therapist, I believe, or a counselor or something like that, uh, as part of the jury. And we're curious to see how these people are making an effect on their peers um, to come to the appropriate resolution that will make, make everybody content and uh, ultimately make us a safer country and help with some of this police reform that is desperately needed. We can't just have little mini soldiers running around um, with badges and guns and handcuffs, willy-nilly doing whatever they want. Just We just can't. Always here
0: to be your second opinion Or third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh You get the picture This is the Doctor Whoever Project Always on at DoctorWhoever.com
2: Alright, so we're going to move on to Restaurant News As things starting to open back up uh, after you know the COVID nineteen is seems like it's finally passing us. It seems like we're finally getting your life. uh, Have free webinars with experts from Sharp Healthcare. What 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 what? what? We don't want that. No no. What was that? Malfunction. So um, that's what happens when pop ups are not disabled. People disable your pop ups. So um, I was watching the local news in San Diego last night, and I came across. uh, it's a news article, they just can't hire people. Um, they're not sure if it's because people are on un- unemployment or if people have moved back to where they came from, but uh, this apparently is a growing problem around the country. Uh, restaurants cannot get people to work at them. They're having to operated, operate basically on limited capacity. Uh, still, even though COVID is over because they cannot get people to come in and be servers or waitresses like they, like they used to be able to do, as easy. Um, one, one restaurateur said that they used to post on Craigslist or just put up a flyer in the window. They would get 40 to 50 applications. Now they're lucky if they get more than five. Um, I'm not sure if people have just, is everybody on OnlyFans now or, uh, selling, selling things on eBay, uh, being delivery drivers, I mean, I know there's lots of better ways to make money than, um, in the restaurant industry, but have people, have people figured out these other, these other methods of income or are people just sitting at home collecting that, uh, unemployment check, just kind of, just kind of chilling. It's like, you know, we're just gonna, we're just gonna chill till, uh, chill till, uh, September, I believe is when that's over. And, uh, so if you're if you're chill until September, you might want to go out and find something before then, just in case, because <laughs> there might be a rush of people coming through to uh, cash in and uh, get a job after unemployment runs out in September. Another great little story I found. Um, this is WISN12. Um, there's this little boy, this little black boy, cute little haircut. Uh, Mom pops on to Facebook Watch, and uh, she's talking about, like, a sticky situation. The little boy, uh, he has some kind of a, a issue. Let's see, if she, let's see if she talks about it here. Um, like, kids, you know, they'll, they'll stick their hands and stuff and get stuck. It seems like he stuck his hand in... What did he stick his hand in? It looks like a vase or something.
0: I'm so ashamed. Grant has got his arms stuck in a freaking...
2: You can't now really see in the, the video, station. but um, she's got him in a car seat. She's—you can tell she didn't plan this. This is bad. If she tried to plan this, this is bad filming, a bad, bad film job. But I think she kind of wanted to get it on just to kind of show, you know, this is what moms go through, and it was really funny. I'll start it from the beginning. I'm
0: so ashamed. Grant has got his arms stuck in a freaking
3: vase.
0: Now I'm at the fire station.
2: About to see if they can get it out. Hi, I'm so sorry. My son got his arm stuck in a vase, and I'm not sure if you guys can help get it out. Hey, oh my goodness. So, this is definitely in the south somewhere. Uh, This could be North Carolina for all I know. Um, There are definitely some cornbread fed looking white guys at the fire station. Black lady, really nice sunglasses on. You know, she's looking all fly. Cute little kid.
5: Hey. You wanna come out here? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like this shiny metal vase, something like you might see it, like a uh, Pure on, One on. or a uh, or, uh, TJ Maxx home goods.
4: Okay.
2: He's uh just chilling. They, they go get some some. uh they go get some soap, like some regular dish soap. It does seem like it takes them a while. Three, three firefighters are out there at some point, and boom, they get it off. But what I love is uh, after after this is all over, um, they they get it off. You know, it's off his arm. Then they they go in the fire station and they're they're uh, hanging out with the kid. They're they're uh, they're letting him play with the the uh, some of the fire equipment. They put a little fire hat on on him. They turn a negative, possibly scary experience into something into something fun into something maybe he can remember to have that positive experience of someone that should be a public servant like a fire um, or a police officer or a firefighter. Um, I don't think we have enough of that, and we sometimes forget that. Those things are out there. They're still happening. Just because there's one Derek Chauvin out there um, doesn't mean everyone is like that. But it does seem like there are too many out there to be able to trace. So I'm not the one with all the answers, but answers do need to be made. Um, Things need need to be figured out. And the sooner the better, the sooner the better I say...
0: Blowing minds from coast to coast The doctor is in Hear anonymous experts With insider information straight from the source Get the facts and judge for yourself
2: At doctorwhoever.com So Matthew McConaughey running for uh, Texas governor. That is a, that's an interesting one. Um, not, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. It's. I mean, it's not the first time we would have had some kind of a celebrity. We had a celebrity president. We've had a celebrity, celebrity governor. You know the the Terminator. Um, it says McConaughey leads Governor Greg Abbott forty-five to thirty-three. Um, Looks like appeal may not open an easy path for him to November's final expert's warrant. So they're saying this is not some guarantee, but it never is a guarantee anyway. Um, I'd say give it a try. You got plenty of money. You got plenty of time. He is a a professor, I believe, at a university. I'm not sure exactly what he teaches. Um, The film actor and political newcomer could hit um potholes and either majority party's primary if he enters next year's governor race the poll found so we'll see um I'd say he's up there with you know Tom Hanks all those uh Julia Roberts Jerry Seifeld all those really likable celebrities that just are really on the top of the list that everybody seems to like um I'd be worried about what kind of shadows or skeletons he has in his closet, who might, who might come out and say this or say that, but we're in a cloud of that right now anyway, so, I mean, if, if people coming in, coming out and saying things really about you anymore, I'm not sure what the impact that really has. I'm just, I think people are, are thinking a little bit more for their, their own self and although there are tons of allegations of tons of people, it seems like if they're not very serious, like all those with uh, Governor Cuomo, they all just seemed a little frivolous in my opinion. Nothing ever was, yeah, okay, I was a little uncomfortable here, I was a little uncomfortable there, he put his hand on my back. Who hasn't done that, I ask you? Who? Who? I mean, I think most people have maybe done that or made an inappropriate joke and made someone feel uncomfortable you might not think you have but you definitely you definitely have I mean it just, it's just life everybody um, everybody says things that they think might be funny and not everybody else has the same humor you do or or the same views or the same way of way they look at life Here's a little clip right here. I haven't even watched this yet, but it's titled, Texas, Here's Why You Need to Make Matthew McConaughey Your Next Governor. Let's kill the music for a second.
5: Frontrunner in a hypothetical race for governor of Texas. 45% would support Matthew McConaughey if he decided that he wanted to run for governor. 33% would support Greg Abbott. He is the current governor.
2: We've always defined ourselves by the ability to overcome the impossible. The first thing I think of right now is the Lincoln commercial, because they show him just with his hand on the steering wheel, just like he's in one of those Lincoln commercials. Matthew McConaughey has a vision for Texas.
6: You just got to keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. He wants everyone to have the basics. Cocaine and hookers, my friend. He is a problem <laughs> solver. I love to killed a hooker. Here's what you're going to do. Get your hands on the bleach, is on cheap, yes. hydrogen peroxide, and a load of lime.
5: For that, too, the law says that you
4: cannot talk.
5: He's a hard worker. i need to off at least twice a day. He's not some ass clown. <laughs> I'm not some ass clown. I love
0: He's this. He's a patriot. I'm yes. a surfer, dude. Close enough. And why does Matthew McConaughey think he would make a good governor? I'm high as a kite. Matthew McConaughey for Governor of Texas.
4: All right, all right, all right. All
0: right, so
2: this is The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, show. Stephen Colbert, obviously. So that was, uh, that was funny. I really, I really enjoyed that. But with what we've got right now, I mean, like, is it really that far-fetched to say that, like, Matthew McConaughey could not be Governor of Texas? I mean, we just elected a reality show president with zero experience a businessman, in quotes, as everybody likes to say, with businesses that majority of which didn't do very well. I mean, you can say what you want about Trump, but yeah, has he made a lot of money? Yes, but there's lots of rich people out there that make a lot of money, but are not very successful. Um, I think he would... I think if he could do it all over again, Trump, I really do. I think if he could rewind time... If he could rewind time, I think he would go back and not have become president. Uh, I think he would have put a stop to the joke at the beginning instead of letting it uh, get this far to where he is now a disgraced, two-time impeached president of the United States that will probably most likely face most of the rest of his life in a courtroom, possibly even, uh, in prison, but, who knows. (laughs) We shall see. But, other than that, why not? Why not have Matthew McConaughey? He can get up there, do all the- He does do great speeches. He can just get up there and wing it. Putin would love Matthew McConaughey. They could, like, have a uh, like really pretty women all come over to the island he could put take his shirt off play the bongos like what's what's better than that nothing
0: this is the doctor whoever project for your own safety strap it and put those thumbs to work find it all at doctor
2: so we got. In Las Vegas right now, we have an amazing hotel resort that is about to open up. Um, It's called Resort World Las Vegas, and they finally announced their uh, their opening date. Um, It's a huge property. It's in uh, cooperation with uh, Hilton Hotels as well. They're going to have, it's basically like this giant hotel with three different kind of sides to it. it. The whole... One side is this giant LED uh, screen. Um, it it looks like uh, it just it looks like something you've it looks like something you've really never seen in the Las Vegas Strip. Put it that way, um, and the way it's built, it's something that you would really never see in a city because it's just so impractical. Um, the shape of it is it's just not what you would normally build if you were trying to be. Worried about the space. Um, The $4.3 billion. 3,500 room. Resort. Is the first. Strip property to open. In more than a decade. Um, They begun taking reservations. This past Monday morning. Let's see the quote. By Scott. The president of Resort World said. We always said. We're going to open this summer. And on budget. And I'm happy to say that that will happen. So they're ready to go. Um, Looks like they're optimistic for an opening date of June 24th. I know some other properties, including uh, Circa and Fremont Street, have already had some pool parties and things like that. Uh, It looks like we're going to have more of a normal summer here in Las Vegas. So book your tickets, pay our taxes, and uh, come, out, come out and support all those essential workers that don't really get too much support unless you're leaving them a tip for uh, cleaning your room when you stay. Let's see, uh, 95% of Resort World will open on June 24th, including hotel rooms, suites, and more than 40 food and beverage outlets spanning 70,000 square feet of retail space and 117 square feet of casino space. Um, they're saying they'll probably have more than 5,000 new jobs at the resort. So, I mean, you really can't beat that. Las Vegas and Nevada in general are really growing. Um, they're uh, already, they're, the median house price has just skyrocketed. Uh, it's, it looks like a couple of years ago, the median home price uh, like so, okay. 2012, Nevada's median income uh, increased only by 31.6 percent. Right. So, since 2012, people's salaries have only increased by 31.6 percent, but median home prices have increased by 150 percent, showing definitely a demand for homes here in the Las Vegas Valley um more than 50 to 60 buyer 60, 40 50 to 60% of buyers are coming from out of state um states obviously that border Las Vegas and Nevada are m- most prominent but people are coming from higher tax states like California pretty much everywhere is a higher tax state than Nevada because there is no state uh state taxed income they also do not have taxes on food. So when you buy groceries, if it's all non-prepared cold food, uh, there, there is no tax on that. With, with this new life of working from home and having your kids do school f- remotely, people are finding that they can work some, somewhere different um, and get more of like a work-life balance, get more for their money, and just enjoy life a little bit more other than where they thought they wanted to be or where they had to be to be able to get that you know, high-paying job that they wanted. Las Vegas is turning into a little California. It's very tropical. It does get really hot in the summertime, but it gets hot in a lot of places in the summertime. Housing prices have increased uh, dramatically. A lot of people don't quite understand that when they fly into Las Vegas, they look around, they see all these mountains. But that is the border of the city. Um, there's only so far you can build until you hit property that's owned by the government or the state, or it's just too rocky and it'll be too expensive to turn it into, into uh, housing. So at some point, we will reach where most of the area is, used for homes or businesses and already allocated for something. Um, and we'll just run out of space. There's uh, new programs out there now. Um, there is one for new home buyers in the area that offers them a four to one match. So um, this is something from San Francisco Bank. They're working with the Nevada Credit Union and West Star to give out $11 million in grants So say you bring in $1,000, they'll match you four. So $4,000 up to 22 for a down payment at closing costs because they're really wanting people to get into some homes at some times where they're able to. A lot of people have saved up money during this COVID-19 journey. Um, They've been able to... Not do other things in their life, like going to concerts or parties. So instead, they're saving up money for home remodeling or to buy a home. I just did it myself here recently. Um, just during, just during these times, it was just easier than I thought it would be to tuck a couple of dollars away here and there, and eventually. Uh, get enough money to have a down payment on a house. And it seems like a lot of other people are finding it easier to do that as well now than, than in the past when there were so many other frivolous ways just to spend your money.
0: This is the Doctor Whoever Project. For your own safety, strap it and put those thumbs to work. Find it all at drwhoever.com.
2: All right, I got this great story. Uh, this is a local story, too, in the Vegas area, but it, it, it transcends locations. Um, we got a, a female kicker, it looks like, Macy Beck. Uh, she's going to be actually kicking uh, at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, she'll be the first female football player to take field Uh In a SVHC scrimmage. I'm going to play a little clip. I think I got a clip of her. Let's see if this video plays. Homeowners, this incredible tip. Not that one. We were talking about real estate, but not quite yet. Um, So she is at one of the local schools here. Uh, they say she's breaking down barriers as the first girl to play at Allegiant Stadium. Um, that's our really pretty stadium here in Las Vegas. When you come in from the airport, you'll see it on the left. It looks like somebody just took a UFO and just landed a UFO down um, right there in like kind the middle of this parking lot. It's very fascinating looking.
4: Sierra Vista High School. All right, Sierra Vista High School. First
2: female football player. First female football at Allegiant player.
4: Stadium next Saturday. Sierra Vista is joining multiple high school teams holding scrimmages at the stadium. Beck was encouraged by her flag football coach to try out for the varsity football team. And now she's getting ready to make history at Elysian Stadium. Fox Eye sports reporter Paloma Villacana has her story. It's 2021. Girls can do anything. Beck is
3: the first female to ever join the football team at Sierra Vista. She fell in love with the sport after playing flag football for the past four years.
6: I was scared
3: to do it, but I also knew that it was going to benefit a lot more than just myself. I was going to be helping the team, but I was also going to be like setting an example for all those younger girls out there. So, Macy will be the first female football player to take the field at Allegiant Stadium for Sierra Vista's scrimmage next Saturday. She hopes to inspire all girls who love football to not be intimidated to try out. Just go for it. There's going to be a lot of people that try and hold you back or tell you that it's not what you're supposed to be doing, but if you can do it, do it. There's nothing that's different about you than one of the guys as long as you can compete on that level don't be scared to and there's going to be a team of people behind you bringing you up macy played soccer
2: so if you uh, can hear all that through the wind uh, she does give a very inspiring message to people that have always wanted to try something but maybe have never tried it uh, themselves i think uh looks like jesse just came in and graced us with this presence hello jesse how are you today Oh, good. You can step a little closer if you want. So, well, we'll you can you can join me on this uh, on the same microphone. And let me cut this video of the lovely uh, Casey Beck. That's going to be so. We got a female kicker. It's going to be kicking for the first time at Allegiant Stadium um, during the scrimmage, and I thought that was pretty interesting. It's a local school, Sierra Vista. Um, they're going to win a scrimmage, and I guess she's one of the kickers for the team. And uh, she tried out. She did a great job. She's also a really pretty eloquent speaker. Just kind of fits that mold of what we think a female athlete could be.
7: Yeah, I definitely think it's it's about time we had someone that is representing the women in, in that space. I mean, as we know, women are very capable of doing anything they set their uh, uh, their goals uh, for. So I think it's I think it's gonna be great, and I think it's gonna help a lot of the the women that want to be in that field of, of football and sports. Uh, you know.
2: Yeah, I agree. It's those goals. It's, really, it's one of those times where you're breaking down barriers one way or another. Um, whether you're doing it on the football field or you're doing it with your education or where you want to go with your future. Uh, girls, gays, blacks, Mexicans, everybody. Everybody's breaking down barriers. The barriers really aren't as much as they used to be. Um, but why I got you here... I think it's time to finally launch the Jesse intro. Here we go.
0: Jesse. He'll never say his real name on air, but listen for that accent. He's our Ivy League-educated Latinx political expert and way overqualified for this podcast.
2: Yes, you are way overqualified for this podcast. All right. Since you're here, I know we've been talking about a lot of things going on in the news, but... If I could ask you, what is the top news story do you think is going on this week that kind of slipped through the cracks and people maybe not know about as much?
7: Some, I, as we know, you know the Kavanaugh uh, trial with George Floyd is, is definitely the headline. We're all anticipating the results of, of how the jury comes back for that.
2: And I was talking about that earlier, and I went through the different counts. Do you, do you know the difference between the three or like what they... I know the the first the the harshest one does carry forty years they say, but then there's one that's like second degree unintentional murder, and then there's like second degree intentional murder, and then there's the third degree murder. So between the two second degrees, which one? So you don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um,
7: yeah, we would have I, to pull those
2: up and see. What, no, I mean that's where, the, that's the I'm And that's
7: going to be at the judge's discretion.
2: Uh, so the judge will set the the limits of the time. Based so yes, that. so
7: yesterday um, he he decided to have the judge be the one that that renders the verdict. Also, after, oh, after the was jury yeah. So after the jury, gotcha. if they pronounce him guilty of his crimes, the judge will then go and decide where he stands when it comes to how he's going to be charged with one of those three charges. And that's what everybody's anticipating, whether or not he gets his highest charge or lowest charge. And but going back to what you were discussing earlier, what is slip through the cracks. I think uh, we haven't really been t- paying attention to what's going on uh, with the Biden administration. There's a huge infrastructure bill, jobs bill, that's currently trying to get passed. And, it, and what it is, it's going to be a bill that creates so many jobs, especially here in the state of Nevada. It has the potential to create thousands and thousands of jobs, especially Right now in the economy where uh, we're desperately in need of, of jobs and good paying oh, jobs. Are. And not just jobs where you're paying minimum wage. We're talking about jobs that can not change someone's Not just restaurant life. jobs. Yeah, no, we're talking about job infrastructure jobs that can literally change someone's life to so put them in the middle class. And, and give them the opportunity to buy a home themselves. I I actually that's... have a
2: video right here of it. Um, do you mind if I play it? Yeah, I haven't actually too. seen this myself. Nothing gives me more
6: hope for the future than seeing my five grandchildren challenge expectations. They see breakthroughs in technology we can't even yet imagine, but the only way they're going to get a chance to fill all that potential is if we take drastic action right now to address the climate disaster facing the nation and our world. More severe storms and droughts, Rising sea levels, warming temperatures, shrinking snow cover and ice sheets, it's already happening. And science tells us that how we act or fail to act in the next 12 years will determine the very livability of our planet. Yet today, President Trump denies the evidence in front of his own eyes, hides climate science produced by his own administration, and actively works to roll back what progress we've already made. It's reckless, it's irresponsible, and it is unacceptable. So today, I'm announcing my plan for a clean energy revolution. It outlines what we have to do to meet this challenge head-on and how we're going to get there. We're going to invest $1.7 trillion in securing our future so that by 2050, the United States will be 100% clean energy economy.
2: So we saying here by 2050... 100% clean energy economy with net zero emissions. So that's kind of like those commercials you keep seeing for Amazon, right? They're saying, by this time we hope that we can be uh, a completely clean burning fleet. Is that yeah. a similar thing? It's
7: a similar platform because it, it takes into realistic goals. Uh, being a country, we're all, we're very divided country, so it's going to take a lot of different industries in order to meet that you know, ambitious goal of 2050. Emissions. Uh, but, but the best, but the best term, part about that, the jobs bill, it's not just about clean energy, which, which it is, which is amazing. That's and something that's uh, no, going for to be detrimental to our country if we it's we not addressed quickly. But it's and also broadband internet. internet. So in America, you know, 8.6% of people in, the, in the, the state of Nevada experiment. don't have access to internet. And that's rural and tribal areas, some of the areas that need it the most. And so that's something else the bill is going to address. And we're also talking about, you know, our water, our clean water, that that needs to be addressed also the infrastructure for that our highways um, we're talking about creating a a rail line Amtrak line from Vegas to LA I can't believe we don't have that which would be amazing for tourism and you know take a lot of cars off the road or less flights yeah less flights from LA to Vegas and that's something overall would be beneficial to both states so the, this plan, even though it has a big price tag and it's getting a lot of pushback because we're repealing the corporate tax that was implemented by the Trump administration, uh, but that, that, the tax plan that was given to corporations, they don't need that. You know, we're talking about billion-dollar industries that, that don't need those those extra few percentage points to to help them out, meet their bottom line. We're talking about American jobs, American people that are suffering right now that need these jobs, and that tax incentive could be subsidized to create thousands and if not millions of jobs here in the United that's States. That's
2: what this when you when I would watch this a little bit more. That's what they're talking about. That every single one of these plans, it's not a plan that we're just go do something. It happens. People have to do it. People have to build it. There, Everybody talks about the lower-level jobs are going away and people with less education have to get a job at a McDonald's. No. There's, we, we see here in these neighborhoods we live in where all these brand-new houses are being built. These are people with out that kind of education but with a skill. I don't have the skill to roof a house. Do you have the skill to roof a house? I do not. No. But I probably could learn if somebody taught me for a couple of days on the job training, things like that, without having to go spend money just to get a degree so you can hope you can get a job. I like this.
7: And it also alleviates a lot of thing war where people will have an objection to everybody going to college. Yeah, everybody might not be suited for college. I agree. But this bill will actually really give incentive for people to get a trademanship and you know, learn how to roof, learn how to, you know, build a highway. All these skills uh, take some, some manpower and we're going to need to start developing a lot of these industries in order to meet the demand we have because regardless if this bill gets passed or not these are issues that aren't going away no. we're, we're, you know, here in the state of Nevada we have a C rating for our infrastructure Ooh. and it's only going to get worse How low does it go? It goes to F So okay. I mean, but I mean, Still. Do, we, do we really want it to go to, to an F or a D before we decide to invest in infrastructure no, no, no. because that price tag is only going to get bigger, it's not going to get smaller in any
2: way. Yeah, uh, I really like this plan. Um, let's I'm going to close it out with the last couple minutes Some of his plan.
6: problems with big ideas. That's who we are. That's who we've been. We're the United States of America. And there's not a single thing we cannot do.
2: Yeah, the world get it, daddy, just to do it. That was a good video. Um, check it out. This is the Biden climate 10 million clean energy jobs video, joe Biden.com black bleh, back slash climate. All right. Well, thanks Jesse for joining us. Do it another little Jesse intro. Jesse, here.
0: he'll never say his real name on air, but listen for that accent. He's our Ivy league educated Latinx political expert and way overqualified for this podcast
2: Yes, you are way overqualified for this podcast, but that's all right. Um, I'm going to close it out with with a little bit of 420 history. I know a lot of people like to talk about 420. A lot of people think they know what it's from. Um, But from my evidence that I've found, 420 actually came from a group of uh, kids in a high school that... uh, that met at a certain time every day, and I think it was 420, to go out behind the uh, shed or something like that at the school. Um, and that was when they uh, had their marijuana break. Uh, I think there's a little video right here on Forbes. Let's see if this is it.
5: 420 means a lot of things to different people, but broadly speaking, 420 is the, the unofficial holiday for cannabis. The unofficial it's holiday also for the biggest cannabis. sales event of the year. The most widely accepted origin story of 420 has its start in 1971 at San Rafael High School in Marin County, California.
4: We've been friends for over 50 years, and we used to sit on a wall at San Rafael High School in the middle of uh, the campus, and we'd watch people going by and do impressions of them and,
2: and make jokes. And So this is one of the founders of 420. Um... They would just sit at their high school and just kind of like joke on people as they pass by. Um, And I'm sure he's going to get into a little bit more. Uh, He's doing his interview right now with a cool hat on with a sea of marijuana plants behind him.
4: Try to make each other's laugh. And that's how we became the Waldos from sitting on the
5: wall. One day, um, a friend of a friend brought them a hand-drawn map and said, hey, my brother is a Coast Guard. And he planted some some weed plants.
4: And he said that these guys were growing marijuana. For some reason, they thought that their commanding officer was going to bust them. And they didn't want to get busted. So they decided to abandon this growing project. They said, we could pick it. They said that the Coast Guardsman grew a map of where it was. And he had the map. He showed me the map. And uh, we
0: decided, hey, let's go pick it.
7: We all looked at it. And he told us what the story was. And all of us were going to get together, meet at 420, and search
1: for these uh, hidden plants.
2: All right, so I was close. So the story of 420 is basically a story of discovery. They uh, knew that there were some marijuana plants that were hidden um, in this area that somebody hid, and they kind of had a map, this is before Google Maps, and they decided, hey, Let's meet at 4:20, and we're gonna go, and we're gonna go search for these marijuana plants to see if we can find them.
5: They set the time at 4:20 p.m. They would meet at this statue, and uh, on campus, uh, light a joint, jump in the car, and go, you know, on an adventure trying to look for these plants. Uh, so it went on for several weeks, and they
2: never found them, but um, they did coin the term 4:20. So they actually never found the plants multiple times. They went, they met at 420. They went to go find these plants. I assume 420, that arbitrary time, is because like, you know, school's ended like 210 or they start at 815 or something weird like that. Maybe the school got out at 4 and they're like, oh, 20 minutes, we can meet.
4: We could say 420 is our secret code in front of our parents. Cops, but then teachers, they teachers,
2: everybody, and nobody knew what it was,
4: and it was our little private joke. And it spread to the wider circle of friends that we had. It spread to our younger brothers. It spread to their classmates. So it started going from class to class to class. It started going through generations. You go to college, and your college buddies, they pick it up, and they're from all over the United States. My brother Patrick was had, was good friends with Phil Lesh, the bassist from The Grateful Dead, for 50 years. Now, Phil asked my brother, Pat, if he'd like to manage a couple of uh, side bands while they're dead, we're taking some time off. So I worked with them uh, touring around California, doing shows and uh, I was backstage smoking with, with Phil Lesh and guys like David Crosby and uh, Terry Haggerty and a host of other musicians. And we, Patrick, my brother and I were Spreading 420 backstage, and then it kind of so they went to music concerts the, uh, where
2: they, uh, the Grateful uh, Dead the roadies and things like that, and the people
4: that were hanging and they would uh and spread make friends the with some of the and roadies that, the and world.
2: the bandmates and you know, with the siblings they have with friends, and just kind of went on and on. and like 420 just kind of spread like throughout the, the 90s, music scene and that marijuana, the, the, was what they call okay. it, like the jam band really music, term, music, and music really scene, and it just kind of kept going on and on and on until today. We still use this term, you know, 420. 20 um, to uh, represent marijuana Perhaps and kind the, of the, the biggest fun of the spirit. The, this whole that people people phenomenon is see marijuana as, as a therapeutic and a as, uh, something they can enjoy. Like saying, into, "Grab me a beer." It's like the, oh, the 420. Sales it's like, event. Kind of takes uh, some of the stigma away this from year, it and becomes more of an event, industry, more of something you're doing, um, you know, which is uh, and less of a less of a crime. Over thirty states. I, I like that. Um, going to bring in twenty billion dollars. We do have quite a sales. few states that are um, allowing marijuana, marijuana nowadays. I know Nevada's uh, well, one. We're uh, currently uh, in Nevada right uh, now. We moved here from California. That not That's one here, as well. So California is fully legal. Medical yes. Decriminalized yes. Governor Go Nevada. Fully legal. Medical yes. Decriminalized yes. Let's see where am I from? North Carolina. So North Carolina, it says fully legal. Or is that, yeah, fully is it fully legal or fully, fully illegal? I can't even say illegal. That capital, right. you that, even, you that capital to, I. You don't have I'm to read saying. North Carolina for me <laughs> I know, to right? I can tell
7: you it's illegal. <laughs> I, I believe you guys don't even sell alcohol is on that Sundays. That's true. That's silly. So no. Illegal
2: Carolina, we're, uh, fully, Virginia, illegal uh, fully, fully illegal in South Carolina, fully illegal in Tennessee, fully illegal in Georgia, and Kansas fully illegal, where Logan's from. Hope we didn't take any with him. He'll be coming back today, so we'll get Logan back. Fully illegal in Wyoming and fully illegal in Idaho. So, if you're in any of those places, don't uh, don't enjoy your 420. Uh, this year, maybe maybe hope for next year. Yeah, but please
7: please plan a trip to yes. Las Vegas and Las Vegas uh, help support our our thriving dispensaries here. Our in the thriving state.
2: marijuana industry. And, and let's
7: be clear that uh, it's not just the dispensaries that that are benefiting. It's also taxed heavily. Oh yes, and a lot of you know our school funding goes creating to, jobs to taxes goes to fund that. So I mean that's something that overall I think states are seeing as as something that's beneficial, as something that's going to happen anyway. Uh, so why not tax it? Why not to make some money and you know help, help schools and infrastructure and other uh, industries like that?
2: It is great to look at a map like this, though, and see the dark color of green is what makes it fully legalized. And pretty much the entire West Coast. you got Washington State, Oregon, California, Nevada, and Arizona, all fully legal, decriminalized, uh, for medical use and recreational, as well as Alaska. I didn't even know that. Did you know that?
7: Uh, yeah, I don't really pay attention too much to Alaska news, but I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It's it's nature. I mean, it'd be hard to regulate something like that in that state.
2: I agree. Well, thanks for joining me randomly for yes, a little, uh, for a little, uh, you know, a little history lesson there, and just for. Uh, helping me out with those Derek Chauvin things that I wasn't so sure about. Um, you want to just hang out? I'm going to close out if you want to hang out. Sure thing. And All let's right. give a good
7: shout out to, to to Logan, who's currently in the fields of Kansas. In as the
2: fields of Kansas.
0: Blowing minds from coast to coast. The doctor is in. Here, anonymous experts... With insider information straight from the source. Get the facts and judge for yourself at drwhoever.com.
2: Well, thanks for joining me on my uh, Dr. Whoever solo edition today. I just wanted to come in on 420 and I did get a nice little visit from from Jesse, which was great. Uh, Logan will be flying back from Kansas. I think he's actually in the process right now. So we'll have him back real soon. Um, let's just do a fun Logan intro while I'm just chilling here.
0: Logan, this reformed Mormon and political insider's positive Gen Z attitude will make you want to puke. Grab that bedpan and make way for splatter. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Get your mind
2: right at DoctorWhoever.com. Yeah. So this is the Doctor Whoever Project. It's 420. I'm gonna head out, get the rest of my day going, maybe enjoy some 420 myself. I know uh, Jesse won't be doing that. He's a—he's uh, way too a uh, straight shooter for that. So uh, it's all right. Makes it a little bit cheaper around here for me. <laughs>
7: you know, it's
2: not that. It's just I haven't had the best reactions to it. But uh, hey, if it you know doesn't I mean? work for
7: you, it doesn't work. That's what it is. You know what I mean? Can't can't say I didn't try.
2: Well, I do appreciate you coming on. Um, This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.